Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Bear and Federated Insurance. Welcome to the DYB Podcast, where doubling your business is easier than most people realize. For over a decade, Brad's been an event producer, consultant, strategist, and podcast host, having produced over 150 live events with top leaders and best-selling authors. As a consultant and speaker, he utilizes his message to support entrepreneurs, helping them to create the business that sets them free to live a life of fulfillment. On his Face Your Dragons podcast, he interviews celebrities, thought leaders, and icons such as Don Miguel Ruz, Ariel Ford, and the hilarious J.P. Sears. Brad's been featured on numerous media outlets, including NBC Nightly News, PBS Television, OC Register, LA Times, USC News, and CBC News Canada. Brad Axelrod, welcome to the show, my friend. It's super honored to be here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. How did you get into this work? <laughs> well, when we were just talking before we got live here and we were recording, typically what 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 well what got me into this work was massive pain. It's the it's the childhood stuff that we all have, whether we want to believe it or not. You know, I had a conversation yesterday on another podcast I've done about 10 this week. And uh, the conversation was really around how some of us think we had the perfect childhood. Uh, and there, we, some of us definitely had better childhoods than others, no doubt. Um, but I got into the work because it was time for serious change, time to really feel connected to myself, to feel more at peace, to experience more joy and more freedom. And, and that got me into, into the work. And it started with Tony Robbins in, in 2000. But, but the deep work that really got me was in 2003 at the Hoffman Process. It's the HoffmanInstitute.org. And uh, that's the deepest work I know on the planet. And that, that sort of opened me up to wanting to really be in this work because I knew this work was really going to help save the planet and save people and, and support, support people's hearts back to wholeness. It's a mm. short answer. Okay. Okay. Well, in that deep work, what, what fears did you have to face? Well, the thing about the Hoffman process is you do about 20 hours of pre-work before you go in. So, for example, what's your relationship to mom, to dad, to money, to work, to sex, to drugs, to alcohol, to your brother? Tell us about an experience you had with this, with that, with that. So by the time you go in there, anything that you had before that day that you stepped into the process is fully up and alive for you to face and uh, so I had lots of things to face then. I've worked through a lot of them. But my biggest fear, believe it or not, is the number one fear on the planet. And that's the fear of public speaking. Even though I've done it 300 times, plus I've produced over 200 live events. I've been interviewed on 100 podcasts and things. And there's still a little bit of fear there. But what we'll talk about today is that's not fear. It's really excitement without the breath. That's uh, Fritz Perls, the founder of Gestalt Therapy, says that fear is excitement without the breath. But we can dive more into that. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I mean, let's just get right to it. What is it to face your dragons? 
So people will say, Brad, how do you help people face your dragon? And I say, I help them start or grow a business. <laughs> and as a business owner, whoever's watching this, probably business owners and you yourself, uh, when, we, when we step fully into that, all of our things surface, right? We may be really good technicians. We might be a good painter, a good mechanic, a good uh, hairstylist. But when we go out on our own, I think of Michael Gerber that I've interviewed before, the number one best-selling book of all business book of all time, E-Myth. You guys may have read it or are very familiar with it. Back in 2010, I had Michael lead a panel, a strategy panel. And anyway, so so we're really good at we're really good technicians. And when we jump into the business world, we've got people and, and systems and marketing and and other people out in the world. So, so there's just many more layers to it. So about facing your dragon in business is really understanding that when we lean in and experience fear, it's totally normal. Fear is completely normal, as Don Miguel Ruiz said on guest number one in the podcast, Face Your Dragon. Fear is completely normal. We want to use it to our advantage. And when we face our dragon, we learn to actually become friends with it and leverage that energy and do our great work in the world, whatever it is. Can you give me some examples? So just the public speaking example is a perfect one. So it's completely set me free. I live currently in Mexico in a beautiful area, yachts, golf courses, all the things. I'm able to live and work from anywhere because I'm here facing my fear of public speaking. Public speaking is the number one highest paid thing on the planet over anything. And you'll get the most opportunity from speaking, sharing your message as a leader, being effective in communication from a stage or on Zoom or wherever we are now, uh, Zencast. And there's just great opportunity in doing what we're most afraid of. Facing what we're most resisting and most afraid of will set us free. It's our moneymaker, our gift to humanity and our purpose on the planet. How does somebody muster up the courage or action to, to face their fear? Well, uh, that's a good question. Courage is everything, right? So having the courage, first of all, it's finding it. So oftentimes there's this sort of looming fear and we're not exactly sure what it is. There's just, as Robin Williams said, this little arg. And we don't know what it is, but it's there. It's mm -hmm. lurking. So first of all, having the courage to actually ask yourself, what is it that I'm actually feeling and peeling the layers back from, well, I feel uncomfortable. Okay, great. Thank you. So what, what does uncomfortable feel like? Well, I feel something in my throat. Okay, great. Thank you. Where else do you feel this? I feel it in my stomach. Now I'm noticing, noticing some tension. Oh, I'm also noticing some thoughts and these thoughts. Okay, great. What are the thoughts saying? So we want to keep peeling the layers back to get awareness around what the actual experience is, not just some blanket statement of I'm uncomfortable. There's no workability if we just say we're uncomfortable. We want to dig a little deeper and try to name it. So finding it, naming it is sort of the second step. Mm -hmm. And then we want to use it. We want to learn that whatever it is, that energy that's being produced, all these chemicals in, in this pharmacy we have in our brain, that's the best pharmacy on the planet. We can now use adrenaline. We can use cortisol. We can use the fear to, to, to get us excited mm -hmm. and, and launch into the world. Okay. Let's use a real world example like sales, moreover, asking for the sale, right? So you're yeah. there. Uh, you're with your prospect, you've laid out the proposal, answered all the questions, but it's a big deal for somebody to get to the point where they can ask for the sale. May I have the job, right? 
<laughs> it is. Uh, and I have sympathy and empathy for, for that. I've been in sales for years, uh, been a long time. We're always all in sales as entrepreneurs at some level. And, and our lives are all about enrolling someone in what we're up to. So, so asking for the sale is, uh, I really think it dep- it's dependent on your come from. And what I mean by that is, are, are you trying to get somebody from, from, uh, from, get something from somebody, or are you there to actually serve them as a consultant using consultative sales? And do you sincerely care enough about what you're selling, or are you just trying to get the sale so you can go drink beer and watch the ball game after? Like, what's your come from? Is there a sincere care for this person you're across from, connecting with them, genuinely slowing down, slowing your breath down, communing with them in a way that they're feeling your presence and your care. And when we slow down enough, what's that saying? People don't care how much you know, they only know how much you care. So if you can slow down enough to sincerely care and then ask for the sale, and then of course exposure therapy, meaning whatever you're resisting and afraid of, exposing yourself to it is going to be going to be the best practice. And of course, practice, practice, practice. By exposing, you mean peel back the layers of what are the fears of asking for the sale? Good question. What I meant by exposure therapy, it's a, it's a term in like therapy and psychology that if, if we have a fear of heights, we should expose ourselves to heights. If we mm. have a fear of public speaking, we should. So yeah, so, so just practice, practice, practice is another way to, to say mm. that. Get your reps yeah. on. Okay. And then how about those who are uncomfortable networking. They want to get out and develop their local business, right? They want to get out their network. Uh, yeah. but it's just, you know, the fear of getting out there and networking and meeting and engaging and, and, and not wanting to be pitched at the whole time and, and such. Well, look, I used to hate that too. <laughs> and it's really uncomfortable. And the reason why I'm saying that and starting it off with that is, some networking events are structured in a way that people are in a place of giving and receiving instead of being pushed on and sold. Again, back to the caring and sincerely networking in a way that you're a go-giver, not a go-getter. Mm-hmm. You want to be in a place of focusing on how can we serve the person in front of us, not how can I get what I need from them. So a lot of the events I used to produce were conscious business networking events. We'd bring entrepreneurs together to help them get what they needed next. So but there's a different style of networking and it's hard to find. Sometimes it's out there. Maybe you can find this style of networking. Um, first of all, I would be more curious and be more interested than instead of interesting. Mm-hmm. Be sincerely curious and care about what this person's doing and think in your head, who do you know that you can connect them to? Be in, be in value and be a giver first instead of trying to get. If you can make that switch from really active listening and sincerely deep listening to them, you might have met Susie Q or Joe on the other side of the room and they do what they're looking for, what they need next. And you immediately get Susie and you connect them together. There's great value in sharing what you do and then sharing what you need next. So what I do is I run a transformational leadership company called Face Your Dragon. We train leaders to face their fear and create great work in the world or whatever I would say, right? Mm -hmm. And what I'm looking for next are individuals who are curious to take their business to the next level, but they feel stuck somewhere. Who do you know? So 
getting your elevator pitched down in a way that feels inclusive. And then if you can almost teach others by practicing that, it creates a different flow. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Thank you. What What are some of the most common uh, fears that you help people through? Yeah. So I've, after having produced hundreds of live events and working with thousands of people throughout the years, you know, eight figure businesses down to startup businesses that, that, that uh, Susie wants to be a life coach, like all the whole range of businesses. And I was just the COO of the Independent National Convention, the political party in, in Austin, Texas. That was an interesting foray into politics. So I've been all over the spectrum and working with different levels of, of high performers down to people scared out of, the, out of their wits to start a business. No matter the level of their success, I've found that most of us, including me, and maybe you along your path, even though you've had a big exit, you've done great for yourself, I'm guessing along the way you've stumbled into one of these five fears or what I call dragons. So I'll just go through all five first and then we can maybe dive in if you want. Mm -hmm. Cool. So imposter, scarcity, value, unheard, and critics. So when we're getting started at something, imposter, who am I to do this? I, I feel so new to this. I'm going to be found out as an imposter of fraud. Anytime we start something new, we have that experience or, or are presenting something new, maybe a new product line or maybe a new offer, whatever it may be, your subscription model, whatever it is, it's new. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a little bit of, oh, gosh, I've never worked in Internet marketing this much. Who am I to sell this product? Mm -hmm. So imposter or fraud, that's the first one. You want me to keep going? Yeah. So relating this, thank you. Relating this back to the audience, which would be penny contractors. For them, it might be, uh, you know, going into uh, a higher end neighborhood. Who am I, right, to go in there? Am I good enough? Do I, have, do I provide mm -hmm. uh, an excellent service to be able to service a clientele who expects excellence, right? That, that makes perfect sense. So, right. So anytime we step up in life or up level in life, we're going to, we're going to bump into the imposter syndrome mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Totally indeed. normal. How about, uh, what was the fifth one? Criticism? Critics. Yeah. So, critics, critics. Yes. so many layers to this one. So basically that if you do achieve the dream or build the business you've desired, family might criticize you or even before that, who are you to be an entrepreneur? You're just a painter, <laughs> you know, stay, stay being a painter. You're a good technician as a painter. You know, this can come from parents or the wife or the husband or whatever it is, all the people in our lives, family, friends, stay in your lane. You know, don't don't build this big business. Stay focused on what you're good at. So we get criticized there to keep us sort of stuck, typically from family. Oh, yeah. And as Gay Hendricks talks about in guest number two on the Face Your Dragon podcast, we don't want to outshine others potentially because then we could get criticized or family. We don't want to, we don't want to become bigger and better than someone in our family or our peer group. Cause then they might be like, Hey, you're not hanging out drinking beer with us anymore. What's, mm -hmm. do you think you're better than us? So there's some of these layers that we bump into kind of psychologically and in our, in our tribe and belonging is the number one driver of humans. So if we start pressing into that, uh Oh, I'm not going to belong to my, to my little tribe here. It's going to create a lot of discomfort mm -hmm. in us. Yeah. There's a, the other layer to that is that your personal life might suffer. You build an eight-figure painting company and you're so busy 
and so effective at what you do, and yet you're completely busy and you're you're fully focused on your business to the point where you're not present with other people and your family. You lose you lose the connection with your wife, with your kids, whatever it may be. We're going to get criticized there. This all starts into this snowball of self-criticism, and then we start criticizing ourselves. The other layer is that we might build a business that that boxes us in a corner and doesn't set us free. We start criticizing ourselves for not building the business right with the right systems, beginning with the end in mind. We build it incorrectly, and then we're trapped in our business model. Right on. This is great. Now, uh, circle back. What was the second, third, and fourth one? Uh, scarcity value unheard. Okay. Let's unpack those, please. Scarcity. Yeah. So, so, so scarcity, uh, again, you start a new business, you push off into a new endeavor. You're, you're thinking you're going to get, you know, 30 sales the first month and, and, Mm -hmm. and you're afraid that you're not going to get those, or you need to hit 30 sales to break Mm -hmm. even. You've got overhead, you've got all your team, whatever it may be, your systems. (laughs) And you, you, you dip into the scarcity. Like, oh my gosh, who, should I do this? Should I take the leap and try to set myself free and start my own business? Should I stay as my own painter? Whatever it may be, we're afraid we're not going to get enough revenue. So we, 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 make, uh, we, we have thoughts and take actions out of that scarcity, and they may not be the right ones for your business, right? Uh, you might lower your prices. You might get in a price war with the guy across the street who's handing out more flyers, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That level of scarcity is always going to be there at some level until we just experience abundance and find gratitude and just and just keep stepping in. And realize that the marketplace is bigger than all of us together. Right? It's also true. There's yeah. so much work out there. Now we have the interwebs to market. You know, we, mm-hmm. we used to just have door knocking, right? And yeah. hanging yeah. signs on things. I used to yeah. drill signs on poles back in the day when I had a business at 19. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, third one, was it emotional? Um, nope. Value. Value. So, so we don't, value can show up in a lot of places. We may not charge what we should. That's, that's mm-hmm. really what it is. We, we lower our fees to, to, to get the sales. We're not owning our value. We're not recognizing that we're divine emanations of God. We're whole and complete and beautiful as we are. We don't value ourselves. Again, back to the childhood stuff that I'd mentioned early on. A lot of these patterns come from childhood programming, mommy or daddy, that's really where they come from. The Hoffman process goes in and ferrets them out. And you really, you really learn to love these. And that's what I want to say. That's super important with all that we're talking about today. We want to learn to love our imposter. We want to learn to love our scarcity. We want to learn to love our fear. The more we resist it, the more it shows up. So we want to just take a breath. We want to breathe. We want to, we want to recognize our value and appreciate critics. If we weren't sticking our neck out, these people wouldn't be squawking at us. So we're doing the right thing. Right on. Thank you. Number four. Unheard. So, so what if I, you know, a lot of these are really focused more towards who I work with and that's entrepreneurs that are sharing a message in the, with the world, Mm -hmm. but they do work with most entrepreneurs. Um, What if I, even in a sales presentation, like you asked earlier, like we could be sitting across the table from a big, you know, opportunity, a big commercial painting job. And you're, you've got 10, the whole board sitting there and you're pitching this <laughs> thing, right? And you've been there, oh, but yeah. so have I. And, <laughs> and you're doing your, your shtick, you're, you're super excited and you're, you feel confident 
and you, you faced all these dragons and you're there and you, you present the number and it just goes silent. You're like, Oh my <laughs> God. Hmm. So yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. But yeah. So the, just that people won't understand you or get you when you're sharing what you share in your mm -hmm. marketing, you know, we got to face all these fears. A lot of people have a fear of getting on camera. Mm -hmm. We need to do that in our marketing. Now it's, it's important to face these and learn to love them. Mm -hmm. Right on. Fantastic. Brad. Well, you've, you delivered a ton of value here in a short amount of time. Is there a question I should have asked or a final point you'd like to make before we let you catch your flight today? Yeah, I appreciate that. I, like I said, I'm running around sweaty from, from getting, making it here. Um, yeah, just uh, it, it, look, it's okay to feel fear. I think that's the biggest thing. It's, it, it's, it's okay as men. I'm assuming how much was this probably 80% men on here? I, maybe I'm being yeah. misogynistic. No, yeah, likely. Likely. So look, gentlemen, like it's okay to show weakness sometimes. And you know, it's, it's, it, we need to be strong, of course, but it's also okay to express with our inner circle, our trusted, our trusted boards, whoever those may be mm -hmm. to, to be vulnerable and take the mask off. You know, we, we, we need that as men. We suffer so much if we, if we hold all this in and we, we try to be strong and we'll just distract ourselves with, drugs or alcohol or other things that don't serve our higher purpose, whatever that may be, building your business, serving your family, you know, serving at the church, whatever it is, mm -hmm. these things get in the way if, if we don't learn to, to fully own them and name them and communicate them so that others have the courage enough to hear us. Sure, they might tease you a little bit. Look, it's fun, but we need to be courageous in our sharing. That's what I think. Right on. Fantastic. Thank you, Brad. If somebody wanted to follow up, what's the best way they should reach out? Yeah, faceyourdragon.com. You can check out all the cool podcasts of these celebrity thought leaders like J.P. Sears and Ariel Ford, who was Deepak Chopra's publicist back in the day. Just a bunch of great people on there. And you can take a quiz to discover the number one hidden fear stopping you from earning what you're worth. It's on the website, or you can just go straight to couragequiz.com. You can find me all over social media, just Brad Axelrad, but Face Your Dragon's a good spot to, to start. Fantastic. Thanks again, Brad. Appreciate it very yeah, much. Yeah, thank you so much. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.